don't even listen to music as often as I used to. Um, I'm trying, like, uh, recently I've been trying to, um, but it's still, it would still be, like, a lot of older stuff, because now, mm-hmm. when I'm um, streaming, um, on two, like, on Mondays and Tuesdays, so I stream on Twitch, and when I'm streaming, I have my own music playing, being played in the background, Yeah. Um, so they, so, like, everybody on the stream will listen to that, but then I'll listen to music I want to listen to, because some, sometimes they'll, like, copyright strike you, or something yeah. like that, but I still, I still want to listen to music while I'm playing, because it's... Um, it's Pokemon Trade Card Game. It's like you're playing the card game. It's, mm-hmm. it's less, you know, um, you kind of sometimes you're just sitting there. Even though technically you should talk more, but a lot of times just, I'm just not just playing the game. But um, I'll just go through the old, like a lot of a lot of older music since I'm, it's, I listen to it on my Mac computer, mm-hmm. and a lot basically my entire music history, a catalog of music that I own is on that computer up until um, I started streaming. So literally up until like. 26, like I was still down torrenting albums up until like 2016. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. after everything after that was pretty much streaming, but I've just listened to everything that I've downloaded since then. Um, plenty, a lot of it will be like stuff that um, I was listening to in high school and then it'll be like that that year, those years in between, which is a very, I feel like it's a very, very, it was, I like the I think it's like the underground stuff, like stuff that mm-hmm. like like a lot of like SoundCloud. Sometimes it'll be SoundCloud stuff, or like I'll follow somebody. Like this, uh, there's this one dude that I followed on Tumblr who would have this compilation album called Sandwich Gallery, and it'll be like a whole bunch of people who are on. I guess like on Tumblr who are making music, and they'll collect it on there. Kate Trinata, actually Kate Trinata, who's actually performing tonight. Um, he was actually on that album. Oh wow! Crazy enough, like he was just so at the at the time. You know, it's like 2000. You know, thirteen maybe. You know, and it was it was his name was a uh, Katra Katra Damas at the time. His name was Katra Damas. Katra Damas. It was Katra Damas at the time I, on SoundCloud. It was Katra Damas, and then you know a song on there. It's like, oh man, this is probably like this is probably one of the best songs on that entire mixtape or, or album or whatever. And it ended up being like kind of like obvious how much better how much better that like his specific songs were than everybody else's, mm. which which was kind of crazy. Thinking back at the time, it's like, oh yeah, there's just there's just some guy here who has a cool name. He has cool music on this random, you know, mixtape that somebody put a compilation together. I listen to a lot of stuff like that. Like I, I was actually big fans of like really really underground, dirty plays. You know, they were just making. I just I was a really big fan of unique music, mm-hmm. and it's less. Uh, I guess it's kind of like weird that I find myself listening to less music and then not. I guess like less. Um, you know, m- more less new music that is kind of like self-discovered weird shit. Most of the time now, if I'm discovering a new artist, and these days it'll be like you know if somebody on you know like if TikTok has a song and playing on the background, I'm like yeah. okay, who's that? I might check that out. But for the most part, I'm really listening to um, for the most part like older stuff. Anything that I found within the last two years, I don't think there's too many artists that I've like came upon that I really like like that. 
the way that it was doing at the time. I feel you. So you don't feel like as as artist yourself, you don't feel like you have to at least know what's going on currently, who's doing what, and what kind of sounds are popular. Not really, because I oh it, I, I since listening to a lot of music, you kind of it's kind of like it's almost it almost goes all into the same pot. Mm-hmm. You know, when, I guess when you're, the, I guess like, because I'm the type, I was the type of person that would just, I just want to find music. It doesn't matter what type of music, I just want to find music. I go to, like, go into like the absolute depths of the internet to find the most obscure music that you can possibly find. Like, I was just in love with, <laughs> I was just in love with finding like random, like random soundtracks, OSTs, you know, if having to come upon somebody's blog, random blog or website and just listening to whatever music that they have out. Um, as well as as well as you know um, anything that's out now, um, I guess like not, I guess not not out, but anything that's like more mainstream, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of like everything go everything goes to the same pile. Like if it's good, I like it, then it's you know it's just good. Yeah, did you were you ever like a UGK fan? No, outside not of like really. international players, in not really. I, it's weird how I got into very very niche southern rap even of that era, but I didn't get into. Um, I guess like I guess we'll be the little group called underground. Kings. Yeah, I didn't get that. I, I would. I never got <laughs> so into. underground. Like I've I've listened. Like I've listened to like maybe like one or two of the albums. Like the first album, probably I think I got through. Yeah. Um, but I never really got into the discography like that. Like I would be more so like Eight Ball and MJG. Like I'll, I'll run through their music or like um, okay anybody who was like underground no, probably, uh, at the time. Like more like you know, um, was it Bo Hagen? Was Hannon and like you yeah, know like yeah, yeah, snapper yeah. music? I was like really into like under like underground like snap stuff. I was into like, um, but I just I just didn't get like I didn't, I wasn't even listening to. Um, I guess the album that came. I guess if if we're talking like back um, early stages, like like se- you know seventh grade, the most known unknown. That's what I know. Three Six Mafia. Yeah. I never F- I never discovered anything uh-huh. before then. Funny I, funny story about that. I remember um, I was actually up here in Atlanta. I was like in. I had to be in middle school when I I had to be right, yeah. And I remember it was in Walmart, and I was with uh, my cousin and her dad, and he's like, "Oh, you can get one thing." I'd be in the, uh, the music section because you know he he like the fashion stuff as a, a producer. You know, he has this one song he swears to hit. He's been trying to work this song since the, I was in third grade. He's been telling me how this song's gonna be the one. I mean, he's been trying to work this song. Sometimes, sometimes it do work like yeah. He's been trying to work this song and get it done for years. Anyway, so he's in the music section. He's like, okay. You pick up one song. So I had Chameleonaire, The Sound of Revenge, Ooh. and Three Six Mafia, The Most Known Unknown. Wow. In my hand. And I was like, huh, huh. Most Known Unknown, The Sound of Revenge. I was like, well, this one got right and dirty on. I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> I mean, right and dirty was a bit, that was. <clears throat> It's weird to say now, like right and dirty was like a huge. That was like a huge community that was on top. Yeah, yeah. So that's what got me into Houston rap and yeah. what was going on in Houston, as opposed to me going northward to Memphis yeah. and seeing what was going on in Memphis. It's really like really being like, okay, I came around on Yo Gotti later and got back into Memphis through that way. That's like high school when Yo Gotti, Gucci, you know. Uh, I never really, Jeezy, I never really was. listened to Yo Gotti like that. Really? Because oh I wasn't because I wasn't into trap. Like I was, I was anti. I was one of those guys that were like anti trap. Because when I got into music, like like you were choosing between Chameleon Air and um, UGK. No, Chameleon Air yeah. and uh, Three Six. Uh-huh. I was listening to. <clears throat> I was like listening to Common's B album. Like that was like my favorite album. At the yeah. time. I was one. Of, I was one of those guys. I was like in, you know intellectual. 
You know, nah, nah, Commons B's are great, but it's weird. But it's weird how I was also like really into Jeezy at the same time. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's, but I've never, I never really liked like trap or like heavy trap mixtape music. I thought it was garbage. I thought it was like the other was the worst. Like even in high school, <laughs> I was, a, I was actually like a snob. I was an, I was a music a elite. Snob. I was an yeah, elitist. He was an elitist. Oh, I was an elitist in high school. I was like, yo, you listen to. Um, I didn't even like Gucci. I didn't really even like Gucci Mane like that. Like I didn't like that. I didn't like that club. You if it was like that that type of triple like, being scared. Yeah, triple being scared. That type of stuff. I was not. I was. <laughs> I was almost aggressively just like no. That shit is garbage. That's trash. Da 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 da. da. Until um, uh, what was uh, maybe all maybe all means like graduated. Really, if I'm being real. Mm-hmm. Even though even though I was really into no until I went to my first party, I was like okay, I get it. Yeah, 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 and it might have been like it might have been like Rick Ross's B Rick Ross's BMF. Mm-hmm. What else? And then there was like Lil Wayne had some songs at the time. Um, yeah, like, um, he had that song with Gucci Man. Yeah, uh, fuck these niggas. I swear, love Steady Mobbin. Yeah, yeah, Steady Mobbin. Steady Mobbin was cool. Okay, was beside cool. it, falling in my heart. Was, what it, the fuck is up? Like my taste in music was it was really it was really very very strange. Like I never I never tipped all the way into like trap. Like I, I'll I'll still probably get like one or two Jeezy mixtapes, but mm-hmm. I was still like super elitist. Like if you if you don't have bars, if it sounds if you just like like if I was in high school now, I would have hated mumble rap. That's the type of person I was. I yeah, was like, yeah. this shit's garbage. Like da 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 da. Listen to like real hip hop. Um, hip hop, hip hop. I was one. I was. I was one. Of, I was one of those kids. And so I was like, I all right. I was like, all right. You need to get some pussy first. And after that, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Well, the thing with Jeezy, which uh, I love Jeezy. Jeezy's still yeah one of my favorite rappers. You know, he had a perfect storm behind him. He was signed to Bad Boy through Boys in the Hood. He was signed to Def Jam as a solo artist at the same time, and he had arguably the biggest street movement ever in BMF. I just thought he made. Him. Honestly, I just thought he made really good music. Like I didn't, no, no, I didn't no. really, I didn't really know about any, no, any of those. I was just like, yo, no, this no, I'm these saying songs he, are dope. he did, but I'm saying he had, he was marketed so much that if it, there was a trap rapper to reach your ears, it would have been Jeezy. Okay, like because he just had so much. He was from he's on the radio. He's in the streets. He was. Everywhere, because he he was being marketed by so many different entities, you know. So I I, I say that to say that like, if there's a one person who should have reached you, it should have been Jeezy, whatever. Right? People in New York felt like they was in Atlanta when Jeezy was really <laughs> popping. You feel me? Because that's how that's how big he was. And still, you know, well, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jeezy. His first album, first his first early run, still amazing. They just put um Jeezy Jeezy presents USDA. The corporate Duggan album, they just put that on streaming. Really, it wasn't streaming before. Nah, it just, it just came out. What song was on there? Um, corporate Duggan, CTE. Until the day I die, that's the way it's gonna be. What song is that? Corporate Duggan. Oh, okay. There's, there's. I knew there was. There was another song that it was that that was out by USDA. That uh, was like the, that was what was the single? Throw this money. Go on, shake that ass, bitch. I'ma throw this money. No. Go on, shake that ass, bitch. I'ma was throw it, no, money. that was like that was like. Um, oh, the Cold Summer mixtape. Oh, what you keep this white girl, Christina Aguilera. What year did it come out? 2007. 2007. 2007. I don't remember. I don't remember. Actually, 2007, that was like eighth grade, first year. Not, but white girl, but white girl. It's weird, it's weird because Pimp Squad Click had an album out maybe that year or the year before. So I think I get them mixed up sometimes. I remember USDA being out, but Pimp Squad Click was out at the same time too. 
Yeah. And I was really, I was, I think I actually won, I really wanted that album. Because, like, it was like, that was a TI's kind of like group. It was like uh, TI's, T.I. Joe. T.I. in his group. And then Jeezy had Jeezy in yeah, his group. I was like, oh man, this, this shit is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was a moment in time. Yeah, Pimp, the pimp, pimp Squad. I always thought they would have like an, at least like another album. They could have, they could have done more than yeah. that. Especially pimp Squad, since, click you know. Just right after T.I. Like, T.I., I think he might have had like legal troubles or whatever. But like, yeah, you know, that's when he went to jail. But at the same time, I feel like there would have been. It would have been dope to see another Pimp Squad Click album yeah. during that time. No, because um, again, 2007 is a that weird year because Katrina happens the year before. Oh yeah. In 2006, and that's when you know all everyone pretty much evacuates New Orleans, and that's now half of New Orleans is in Atlanta. They're in Houston. We had got some people in Savannah, and it was like the the clear steady uh, crime rate rose. In the city room, when T.I. got caught that jail case, yeah. he had all them guns. Yeah. That was because he was trying to protect himself from niggas in New Orleans because niggas in New Orleans was coming to everybody's town robbing everybody because they lost everything. So when Atlanta started just robbing everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't wonder they got real beef. If he, like, you go, like, you go to somebody's city and all of a sudden the same niggas robbing people? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, but um, in fact, Young Thug, he just did an interview with the Breakfast Club. He's in there, and he was talking about that time, which – Young Thug is a year older than us. Young Thug's thirty. Yeah. So, so it was like, was it was like, was Lil was Lil Baby really selling white? Was selling cocaine when a t shirt was out? He had to have been like thirteen. Yeah, but Thug, I mean, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah, but Thug was like, yeah, I was like fifteen, sixteen years old yeah, when Katrina true. hit, and I controlled my own hood. Like niggas coming to me for protection. Like I'm protecting my area. He's like, I'm protecting my area of Atlanta. I'm the top dog over here, and I was like, the f- <laughs> what? Being so, 15, 16, holding down the hood? Yeah, by yourself against all these New Orleans niggas? New Orleans niggas is crazy. No, so it's like, yeah, it's no wonder why Thug is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah expla- that explains so much, right? That explains so much. And that's actually um, a book I would actually want to write. It would be um, a review of uh, the history of Katrina told through rap. It would be like the title of it, right? And if you really listen to the music that was coming out during that time, it's a clear change from like... Happy, like happy, like fun, happy snap fun rap. Trap, yeah. yeah, and, and then, then the, end of, the it, end of the snap era was literally when Katrina hit. Because I mean, all these ones, it got the streets got so much more I dangerous. Was, I, thought, I could have sworn it was the same. Because I remember I was in seventh. I think I was in seventh. I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. That might have been. That would have been. That would, that's when I, I think Laffy Taffy came out. Then I think it was the same time. Yeah, I, it, it was. May, a, it may have been like the aftermath. Yeah, the, yeah. you know the a, a year or like, so. Yeah, you see, like afterwards, you see yeah. the music is get steady, steady, more and more aggressive. That's probably why it, it, the snap era didn't last. Yeah, it was, it, it, was, it was like what maybe a year or so. Uh huh. It went. It went heavy, heavy snap. It was like snap was everywhere, and then all of a sudden. Trap just became everything. That was yeah, it. it was and it was trap. like, you got to get out of the mud. You got to get this. You got to get that. And I was like, okay, you can kind of. And the more and more you learn about Katrina, what was going on, the more and more here. Even um, Wayne on, uh, was it Dedication 2? He got out. He got songs about it. Um, he talks about the Drought 3. They're trying to, break a, they're trying to make a brand new map without us. But the tour's coming down to spend too many dollars. It's like, he, he references it. So you see so many different artists. Rapping about what's going, what happened to Katrina, and how that has affected us. And then, like again, you see Ti Cash's gun case. You see what Killer Mike is doing out there in the streets. You see like all this rough music starting. You can literally see the crime rates in all these other southern cities rise as a result because you got all these niggas from no from out of town coming in, taking over hoods, or trying to take over hoods. And it's like 
crazy. So like it's this whole thing that no one really looked at because Katrina is a tragedy. But New Orleans is back, so we kind of sweep what happened the aftermath, what happened to these other cities under the rug. But that's neither here nor there. That's a book I'll write one day. Putting in the ether. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. That's good. That's a good opening. That's a good opening. Speaking of Young Thug. Have you checked out his album Punk? Which is why we bring this whole thing around. Yeah. Um, no. Nah. I mean, Thug, I mean, Thug albums is usually I'll, I'll do one th- one run through and then like like the songs that I mm-hmm. thought were cool and then I'll probably listen to it later. I don't think I've I, th- I don't think I've ever spent time with the Thug album. I think the only one I've done that with is probably Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, did you listen to Beautiful Thug Girls? Uh, yeah, I actually really like that album. Yeah, this That's, this the country the country album. Yeah, I actually I actually did really like that album though. This isn't that. But this is the closest thing to that. Like okay. he has a lot of guitars, um, feels like some live instruments. Like this is the album I would actually want to go see Young Thug perform live. Okay. Did you ever see his uh, Tiny Desk concert? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, go check that out. Cause he's is that the one where it's like, yo, you know, what I'm saying my mom, uh, she got into a car accident and then two days later she got a stroke. Yeah. But anyway, I always know I wouldn't be gonna be gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. So yeah, he, he he comes out he comes out hard. And he got songs in there with Cole, which is after um so much fun and when J. Cole executive produced that album. Seeing Cole and Cole's like rapping on some southern shit. That's like, oh, every once in a while Cole hops out and reminds you that he's the southern artist and he does the southern shit. But you know, but it's cool. It's, a, it's like nice refresh. Like, okay, Cole. Yeah, that he got a song in there with Juice World. Um Is TikTok TikTok on that album? I am not seeing it. But he got a song with uh, Drake and Travis Scott. He got uh, Mac Miller's on the album. Post Malone, don't you got like it's a it's really if you haven't listened to it yet, go check out Punk by Young Thug. In fact, shameless plug, go check out our review of So Much Fun that we did with Dead and Hip Hop on their podcast. About was it had to be like two years ago now. At this point, yeah. At this point, so yeah, go check that out. But yeah, this is um. First listen through, first couple listens through, it's long, it's 20 tracks, which again is like, it's a bit too long for my liking, but I don't dislike any particular song. It's just, I get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm just kind of tired of listening to this. You know, because yes, a song, okay, this song and this song are kind of similar, you kind of talk about the same things. Cool, you're talking about it in a different way, but no, oh, cool, I could do without this. So I'm usually make it to like the first 12, 13 tracks, then I'll stop, put something else on, come back, listen to the end of it. Okay, cool. I haven't done the whole, let me edit this down for myself yet and edit it down to like 13, 14 tracks. Then I think I really, really love the album. But yeah, punk, punk, punk is hard. Punk is hard. Definitely. I would recommend this to anyone. And um, the instrumentation on it really made me like hearing Thug over like live guitars and instruments. And like, okay, this is very, it's cool. And it reminds me a lot of, which brings back to UGK, what they were doing. Because, um, if you ever listen to the album Underground Gangs, the first song on there, Swishes and Doja, is over the same like live guitars and you got Pimpsey Swishes and I distinctly Doja's. remember that specific album because I remember I went to a store. Uh-huh. I was I was I think it was like school I was like school shopping or just I was at the mall and they just ran and they just ran the app. I think I stayed at that. I think I stayed in that store for like thirty minutes just yeah. because of, just because they was playing. I didn't. I was like I never heard the album. I was like, mm. alright, these a whole bunch of UGA songs that I never heard. Let me just hang out and pretend that I'm shopping. Yeah, and um, I was listening to this podcast that Bun B was on. And he was really talking about country rap tunes. 
and how that was what Pimp C and the, uh, the other producer was really on. They was like, it's like it's literally like country music, but hope, but but rap, like literal literal country rap tunes. So like live instrumentation, guitars, beat switches, like really bringing that element into rap, and that's what they wanted. That was the the next evolutions, and that's what under our next uh, UGK album would have been that would have been full on boom country rap tunes. And I made me think of like uh, Big Crit, and so much reason I love so much of Big Crit music because it's so music the musicality of it all. Like you can tell he's really. His movements in his music, you feel me? Like he's not just the same dumping repetitive beats. It's not trap. It's not. He has soul samples, but the soul samples are like got other instruments worked into. It's not like a Kanye West uh, use of soul or uh, just blaze or any of them. He uses it differently. In how he it's it's like he really makes songs. You feel me? Like complete and total ideas and, and songs, not just cutting. Not he's like he ain't just chopping. How he uses the samples and like the real, I guess I don't think where it comes to my like the musicality of it all. And then hearing Thug not doing country rap tunes because this ain't no, you can't compare this country, but even Beautiful Thug Girls, like, oh, okay, all of them are kind of working within the same pool completely differently. They, you just can't on one end and on the deep end, create probably in the middle somewhere, Thug on the shallow end, but they're all swimming in that same pool. So I, it makes me wonder, will there ever be a point in time where? You know, those sounds really, like, collide, and it really com- brings it and comes all together, and we get, like, a new like a new sound coming out of the South. I feel like that's what Outkast executed probably exactly. the best. They probably, yeah, I think yeah. they probably did it the best. Yeah, they did it. I think they did it a little bit. Because they've, they've, they've always had mm-hmm. the, always had the live guitar. And the, at, first, at first, you could say it was funk. Mm-hmm. The first, I guess, like, the first two, the first two was funk, and then the, the, maybe more so Stankonia. Yeah. Um... Love Below, Speaker Box is closer to like country tunes. Uh huh. Just like the overall, even like country the overall tunes. style. Because yeah. if you want to listen to um, Solution's Left Foot, Big Boy even kept up that style mm-hmm. of more a country style. Like it's it's weird. It's it's weird because I don't know if it'll be considered actual country. It's like that that specific genre. I think I really just think about um, more so like deep deep southern. Blues, country like country yeah. blues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It isn't blue, not bluegrass, but it's like country, uh-huh. like country blues. But like the, you know, like the stuff that you can imagine, like you know, your great grandparents were listening to in like a shack. Yeah, you know, in, yeah. That's in another, the middle of nowhere. That's another thing. Bumby say said uh, Pimp C wanted to do have like a blues band and do like a whole blues album. That was that's a thing that was on his list of things to do before he retired from music was do this whole blues movement. So like, yeah, exactly. But um. Uh, Southern Playalistic and ATL and that's definitely more fuck. I think Equimini that weird perfect blend where they get into more of the country but they got skewed, skewed on the Barbie and and um, I love that album. Yeah. Uh, the art of storytelling. Like, they got so much on on that end but they still also got the funk joint. That's why I, I probably it's like, put a gun in my head that's probably why Equimini is my favorite Outcast album because it sits right there perfectly between the two so much two contrasting, uh, contrasting sounds. You feel me? A southern playlist is so southern, and AT Aliens is like on some other shit. But you can tell how they got from one to the other. And the equipment, I was like, "What the fuck did this shit come from? This is completely different from the first album." And then what? Stank Oya, Stank Oya comes after that, yeah. which is probably their biggest album. So it's like, well, is it, yeah, like, it, I mean, it's yeah. like, is it? I mean, t- I guess technically, if you would, if you would take. If you were to split the diamond album in half, like the love, yeah, below, the love below, if you, if, you split, yeah. if you were to split that in half, is it is it the same as Stankonia? Mm, I don't know, but yeah, if uh, 
Stink on you, yeah. That's the one you go. That's the one you always see on the T-shirts, and Urban Outfitters, and you know. Yeah, that album was too. It was. Yeah, even Bombs of a Bad that on Stink on you. You still got the whole breakdown. Is just like, and it's just a guitar playing at some point. Yeah. So it's like in the, the whole. It's it's I don't know. When anybody when anybody tries to compare like any any modern rappers to what Outkast was doing, it's it's weird. It's like they they just do like the rap the rapping element, but the yeah. actual the actual musicality the, the musicality of them I don't think has been truly I'm trying to think of it before I say it like is it has it been truly matched? I don't know because they bring some bring something new but something that's so hard to do now since so much has been done and mm-hmm. so much has been done so quickly. Yeah. So you know, I guess like back when back in their days there's a lot there was a lot more discovery. There's, there was so much more that was not that wasn't done yet. But nowadays it's kinda like you can find somebody, you know, even the way that you present music is so easy now. Mm-hmm. Was was it whatever's put on the main on the main stage is still it's still going to be, you know, six months behind, behind somebody that you know that's just constantly putting on music in a, in a different fashion. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's possible to be so forward thinking now in music. I think that's the thing people love Thug for when he first came out. Like he's doing something so different, but now he's become the he's become the sound. You know. Yeah, it's there's there's certain there's certain sounds that I want that hasn't been done quite yet. On a on a more popular level, like there's other mm. there's people who like let's say if you, if somebody was more so trying to do hip hop, but like hip hop and indie, mm-hmm. indie as in like you know if you were listening to like a local college radio or like a local band or something like that. Mm. Um, I haven't really heard there's there's probably there's maybe like two or three artists where I found out I was like okay you're doing it's indie but you're rapping this is kind of cool it's great for right now. I can see where this can go. I haven't mm-hmm. heard. That's kind of. I feel like that would be more so. Like you know, I can't even give a time. Like, cause things happen so fast. It could be tomorrow that somebody comes out. It's like the biggest shit ever. But that I don't think. I think that's the one thing that I haven't heard. This that I haven't really heard yet. When it comes to like, okay, how do we take hip hop and bring it into like another, like another genre, but it still kind of fits. Because I feel like we still we're still kind of like figuring it out. Because hip hop is still young, technically. Yeah, it's only like forty years old. Yeah, it's still, like it's still like it's people who people who are pioneers in the genre are still alive and it's still well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're still you know. Yeah, did you watch the verses between Big Daddy Kane and uh, Karis One? Nah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like, it like I it's like I'm aware of some of Big Daddy Kane. I'm not really that aware of Karis One, but it's like that wasn't. I, I, I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of that. Era, early, early era. Even hip-hop. I mean, KRS. He he spent like his career of like when he was actually like super relevant. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he's he's actually he he wasn't just like okay, um, you know, early hip hop. I was there, and then he faded off into obscurity. Like he was still like prominent for a very. He's still prominent for a very. Yeah, long time. he had a run. Oh, um, I was just like, nah, I'm not into eight. I'm not into eighties. And then KRS went in the nineties. Yeah. Was still like, I'm not. I'm not too much into. Yeah, that. Big Daddy Kane was always like on my peripheral. Cause I was again, like like I said this before in the earlier podcast, I came in and rap through like nineties, nineties hardcore street rap, yeah, and drug rap. That's what my genesis of everything, and then everything else kind of came after that. So I always hear about you know Big Daddy King, Big Daddy King. He was Jay Z before Jay Z. Yeah, know, was, I mean he was like he was like if if it wasn't Rock him, Big Daddy King when it comes yeah. to, when it comes to rap style like. Yeah. When it comes to like how rap changed, like he was still, I think he had a little bit too, he still had a lot of the rhyme patterns of like, you know, five years before him, mm-hmm. but then Rakim was just so much different, but their, their rhyme patterns are still very, very, they're still very, very similar. So yeah. it's like Rakim, the guy to rap, 
you know, Big Daddy Kane is still like, you know, uh-huh. he's still still like right there when it comes to like inventing the style. Yeah, then he was still like fun. He was still like he was dancing like Hammer. Yeah, he was a he superstar. Was, yeah, yeah, he was before you, everyone. Before, yeah. before you can really become a rap, rap superstar, superstar, Big Daddy Kane was that. Like he 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 would he would put on a show like rapping, like being known as a rapper and a dance, like rapping yeah. and dancing, and you're still a great rapper uh-huh. and a great dancer. Like that's. They don't really do that no more. Yeah, like, Offset no. could do it though. <laughs> Offset could do Offset, it. Offset could bring that shit back. Not even, <laughs> not even going to flex because you know yeah. if you see his performances, uh-huh. they, they doing like they doing choreography yeah. now. Like Offset could really like if he if he comes out with like an actual if he comes out with like another hit record, mm-hmm. he can do he can do it. Like since he's he's probably like the only like I don't know. He I guess I guess nowadays you know. He's the only like male act that can put that about that'll possibly put on like a show. Yeah, like, and he still got enough street cred behind him. Yeah, like, he, he, like, people ain't gonna like people trying kind of. Oh, you gonna he gonna dance me to death? It was like you know he still like who was who wasn't jigging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, made, yeah. Made, made, name a gangster who isn't who isn't dancing. <laughs> exactly. But it's like he, like he could he could he could put a like he could put a uh, a two step together like Doja Cat. Yo, because Doja Cat she not dancing dancing. Uh-huh. She doing she doing like, it's a yeah, quick, yeah. you know it's a well thought out choreography, but it isn't anything that nobody can do. Yeah, Offset could be the new Big Daddy Kane. He could be the new. He could be the new Big Daddy Kane. A rap, yeah. you know, like a rapper that's nice, but at the same time, he'll, 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 Big Daddy said, you know, what I'm saying he'll who will pull pull out the dance moves on you. Oh man, that that'd be great. Oh, that's been named episode. Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, that that tour would be stupid though. Hell yeah! Come up with a hit record, any dancing with the choreography. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! yeah. My um, I went through like a mini one phase, right around. It had to be high school. It was when Nike was doing the um the Christmas commercials with Kobe and LeBron, the puppets. Yeah. And then they had Lupe Fiasco and KRS One, also as puppets rapping. And Lupe was like uh, blitzing the reindeer, and he was battling Santa Claus, who was KRS One. Oh, nice! Uh, KRS One got a lot of flack for that because like, oh, you selling out? You supposed to be the underground I mean, he, underground? I mean, he was already he already did the um, what was the other? I think it's like it's like Rakim had a had a thing. Kanye was on a thing. It was like another. It was like another commercial that they were on mm-hmm. around. It was like, it might have been this. It was either before that or around the same era. Yeah, yeah. It might. It might I think it might have because like not. It was like because like it was like DJ DJ Premier did the beat and I think Rockham did the rhymes mm-hmm. but then KRS was on another version of that yeah and I think it was like the anniversary of like anniversary of the Air Force One or something like that mm-hmm. and like two thousand and five it might have been like two thousand five two thousand six or something like that um but it was weird but he been he been selling commercials I mean and, I mean by the by the early by by the early two thousands he's already he's already a damn near a twenty year career like. Let this nigga get his paper. No, no, for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. But for me, I was such a Lupe Fiasco stan, especially at that point in time. I mean, I'm still there, of course. But at that point in time, and it's like, oh, it's Lupe rap. Oh shit, this nigga's rapping on that. Oh, and then he's like, he's battling, he's literally battling KRS One, and they're like really going back and forth, like listen, like man, you know, forget, forget Santa's blitzing, nigga. Forget a nigga with a red nose. <laughs> Santa Claus cares what comes in. Like this, like battle rapping. I was like, oh, this is hard. Yeah, they, right? Nike would put, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Nike, Nike throw a bag behind yeah. song. So that had me. So that, um, after listening to those, I'm like, oh, let me check out this old ass nigga Karis one. See what the fuck he was talking about. So that's why I really got into like Boogie Down Productions and um, The Bridge is Over and uh, My Nine Millimeter Goes Bang and uh, The Blueprint, Criminal Minded. All these things. That's right. Like, let me... 
Give I, it a chance. I feel, I feel that because oh, rappers act like they don't know. Like I was, I was into run. I was in the Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Like I guess, I guess around this, like you know, high, you know, my high school where it's like you go, you're deep diving. Yeah. Music is my entire life. Let uh-huh. me just discover everything. I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't heavy into, especially because like Zoom, Zoom had the early streaming service, so I had access to like all music. So yeah. I could just throw a bunch of music on my on my Zoom and just like listen to music on the bus. So I had like time to listen to everything. I listened to a lot of, I listened to a lot of. Um, Run DMC for yeah. a period of time. What got me into Run DMC was like I want to say Madden. He's in Madden 04, Madden 07. I had it on GameCube, and they had a uh, cause my 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 team I played was the San Diego Chargers with Larry Thompson, Antonio Gates. Oh boy! Uh, I think they had Drew Brees right before he left to go to New Orleans. So I was like, I was like, oh nine maybe, oh seven, oh eight, yeah, like oh seven, oh eight, somewhere around there. But they had a Run's house on the Madden soundtrack. And I remember hearing it for the first time. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, I had never heard Run DMC before. Before that moment, I was like, yo, I thought Run's house was the, the greatest shit ever. Yeah, because it was, it was like, it was, was the show out at the same time? Yeah, I think so. so yeah, it, 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 it was by high school, yeah. It was like, you know. Yeah, house. so it gave me that mini, you know. I, I was, um, they did the soundtrack to SSX Tricky. And you can, it's tricky, tricky, tricky. tricky. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, it was like it was like a, the, the 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 theme was a re, it was like kind of like a remix of yeah. the song. But you can go in and listen to the uh, the soundtrack on the on the game, so you can just go to the game and listen. To, you know, go through the the all the songs. So one mm. one day one day I was like, yeah, let me just go through see what what where are all the settings. What is what because I used to. All the all the extra stuff like I saw all the extra commentary all the. Voice actor interviews that was already on the disc, mm-hmm. so like, I just like I put two in hours in that game. But you could listen to the the soundtrack and they had um, that song on there. It's tricky. I was like, man, this shit is dope. And then, <laughs> years, then years later, being able to go back and listen to it was was, was dope. I, was, I was actually a real, especially during the I guess during that time, two thousand. You know, when we I guess like the first couple years in high school, like yeah. the eighties was coming back. So like the you know retro mm, shit. retro yeah retro. Like, it's like retro shit was cool. So it was like we're listening to re- Run DMC, then everybody weren't trying to wear like the eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got a, was, I got a flat top in high school around that point in time. Yeah, I, I wore um my my whole my high school career. I remember the glasses. I had to get a new pair of glasses my freshman year of high school before it even started, right? Mm. And I think it was like the summer, before, the summer before. And it's like I knew that was coming up, and so I got to get every every time I get glasses, I got two pair of glasses. One to you know, one to like a serious pair, and then like a fun, and you know, pair that you can break if just in case. And so I got a pair of like the thick. It was like the thick, you know. Grandma, the thick grandma glasses, but I got the the lens, so it doesn't. It doesn't my mm. eyes weren't bugged out, yeah. but it's just a big, you know, because uh-huh. like they called them um, Cassells. It's like gazelles or Cassells, whatever, whatever the brand, like the yeah. big the big glasses. So it's like, all right, I'm in school with like the big, you know, what I'm saying the big, the huge frame glasses, and then I had another pair. It was like you know the bar across the top, like uh-huh. big under there. So like I was for I was for, I was like wear like retro tees or whatever. So like I was I was like. I felt like going go, like going into uh, going into high school. I was like, all right, man, I'm in I'm in the I'm in the style. I got the big <laughs> the big thing, but also got like my street my streetwear yeah, yeah, yeah. my streetwear tee or whatever. You, but you, the big glasses. It's your high school's that weird time where you finally can kind of start picking out your own style. Yeah, like it's not just the clothes your parents are buying you now. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, they're still buying your clothes unless you have a job or something. But now you can like, no, I want this shirt. 
I want. Oh yeah, those I was, pants. Man, I was bummy as fuck until I until I until I discovered streetwear. I was a, like I still I think I think the the first year that I was actually like yo let me just make sure let me let me make sure that what I'm wearing is representative of me. Before I was like I don't care like uh-huh. I let my mom like my mom was like oh yeah I got you this shirt like oh, I'll put it on I don't care yeah like but but my eighth I remember my eighth grade year I was like no. No, 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 no. I'm wrong. That was my actually was my freshman year because it was it was weird because like I was it was still the time of wearing big shirts. Mm-hmm. So like I had I had I would wear like the I remember I had this big this big ass like four XL domino pattern <laughs> red t red red shirt. It was big. It was just like big as fuck. And then it had these black um these black pants with like the the um the trim was red mm-hmm. and all and I had a bunch of bunch of polos almost every color. And I had a pair, and I had a pair of pants with the trim that matched every color. So I, if I had a green, so I have a green, green, big ass four XL polo on, matching pants with the green trim, mm. red, the red trim, blue polo, blank, blue trim. Yeah, no, I feel just, you. Uh, just yeah, it, just it straight up god awful. It was an <laughs> it was an era. Oh god, my it was, god! It was, yeah, it was my thing was like the striped polos. I had, I had a couple I, of those. Yeah, too. I had the striped polos with the different colors, like a black and a blue and a white. Yeah. And I wear some black jeans. And Yo, I tried to match it with some. When full, when, not, not the polos. Remember when Foot Locker had the striped tees? Yes. Uh, what? The I lived off those. Oh my god! That was like. Oh uh, man! <laughs> going to, going to Foot Locker get like a five or twenty just white tee pack. Man, like, bet, all right, oh, I'm good for the week. I'm, I'm good for a couple months. Man, bro, them bro. man, them t-shirt packs were something else. And the mo. And then uh, white tea was out. Oh my god! And black tea came out, and it was and like pink oh. tea. Yeah. yeah. It was like, All right, what tea? What tea? What tea was I gonna get? You yeah, yeah. It actually, it's weird because mom. I don't know why, but my mom never bought me a tall. She would get me an extra, extra, extra large T-shirt, but she would never, ever, ever get me a tall tea. Never. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like you, it's like it's like the because like the extra large. It yeah. was tall, it was it was a big shirt. But it wasn't the tall tee because I guess like the tall tee made you look like a drug dealer. Uh-huh. But just big ass shirt doesn't. Just, for some reason, a big ass shirt doesn't. <laughs> like it's, it's wide. Like it would just be like yeah. all my shirts would be super wide, but I was skinny, mm-hmm. so I'll be looking really weird. But it's like, my, can I just get a tall tee? You know what I'm saying? I think the tall tee maybe maybe, maybe would have been like what three dollars more. Yeah, like yeah. That. Tall tees weren't tall tees weren't crazy. Just for a little bit of extra fat, for the three yeah, more just, inches of extra fat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just a little bit, it's like a little bit extra fabric. You know what I'm saying? It's tall instead of just wide. Mm-hmm. Can I just get the? Can I just like nah? I can't get the tall tee. Oh man, I would have because I would have. I think I, I would have worn the pink tee because like nobody wore the pink tee, and I thought the pink tee was the coolest tee because I was mm-hmm. the one because like I always thought like the pink, like pink and black was the coolest colorway because like Pinky yeah. from uh, Fight After Next, uh-huh. he wore like he was pink and black, and that it was like. Um, Around the time like the pimp era was out, so yeah. like pink and you know you look guys like pink, pink and black. If I wore pink, I felt like I would look like a pimp, and mm-hmm. if I look like a pimp, it was cool. So like if I got a tall tee, I want the pink tee. No, bro, I feel you. That was a. Uh... That was in it. The uh, the SpongeBob gangster shirts with SpongeBob with like a headband and a grill. I'm surprised nobody watch those back. They got to be in a oh, they got to be in a warehouse somewhere. Bro. Somebody got dead stock. Um, somebody got dead stock. Yeah. Gangster, a lot, lot twenty nine, yeah. I remember I had to pay a lot twenty nine with Bugs Bunny on my jeans. He was like in a in a suit, yeah, a, a holding a carry like it was a cigar. I love those. I wore those jeans probably two times. I had a lot twenty. I had a lot twenty nine hoodie. 
Yeah, a, yeah. A big ass. Joel Santana Latin was like the hoodie. spokesperson for it or some shit. Yeah, I had the t- I had the Tasmanian. I had the Tasmanian uh, Devil one. It had the purple sleeves. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, just the. I think one. I think I was mad because like one of the person at my school had it, mm-hmm. but I was like, yeah, I got the. I was like, yeah, I got, I got one of them. Yeah, I remember my mom took it to the dry cleaners. Never seen them again. Damn, so she's like, cool. someone stole your cheese. I was so they were upset. That, they were that like if you had, let's say, if you had like, the kill, the most killer fit would have been like the lots. It's like a lot twenty nine hoodie, Gino Green Global T shirt, Jabot jeans, and a pair of forces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like the cold, the coldest, the coldest fit. I'm still. He was that nigga in 07, 08. Yeah. If you really, if you uh, to be honest, no, you, uh, if you was really for real, for real, people, people talk. People, I saw a couple of people with Red Monkey. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was real. They may or may not have been. I saw you know some couple, some people showed up with the Red Monkey. Yeah, but if somebody showed, there was a couple of people who had the um, the Visu jeans. Mm-hmm. That's when you. That's when they was on some real shit. Uh-huh. Like people, it's like the It's the con. is like the common. Most. I never had a pair of Jibos. I Always wanted a pair of Jibos, but mm-hmm. like is the most common. And then if you're going up a little bit, it'll be the the red monkey jeans because they rapping about it. Yeah. Nobody was talking about Ifisu jeans, but if you had a pair of Ifisu jeans, mm-hmm. that was like the. Yeah, I remember you, you was on. You was on, you was on some other shit. Yeah. Uh, Jeezy's rapped about it and buried me a G off of Thumb Ovation One Hundred Two. Bury me in some Ivizu jeans, a press spread nice. Yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it was, then that's when every rapper started having like a clothing line. Jeezy uh, had 8732, which was, oh, yeah. which was USDA. T.I. <laughs> had Aku. Yeah. That might have been, that might have been a little, because I remember, because like there was one at um, Gwinnett Place Mall. Mm-hmm. They had a, they had, they gave us one store where it was just like, you can get some, you can get Stussy, you can get some, um, Gourmets, there might be, um, there may, they may or may not be like a, you know the creative recreations. You can probably yeah. get a pair of uh, LRG uh, Supra. You can probably get a pair of Supras, um, but like the Sky Top. You know the you know you know the yeah, you know the Supra talking about. Um, but had one store, and I think they had they carried they carried Aku in there, and they carried um, Stussy, but not just Stussy t shirts. They had the Stussy the Stussy beanies, mm-hmm. which at the time I mean it's still I guess you can, you, you know Stussy's still dope. But you know, in two thousand, let's say two thousand ten, two thousand two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, two thousand nine, like Stussy. If you had a pair, if you had like a Stussy shirt, you was you, there. It wasn't it wasn't popular, but if you knew it, it's kind of like it was. It's almost as if that's like kind of like a signal. It's like all right, mm. you want you know yeah, you want you you want like you, like you want some streetwear shit like showing up yeah. with some a lifes. Uh-huh. Man, I'm, I always life, wanted, I always, I always want a pair of a life. I had a pair. Of, I had a pair of a life. Was it A-Life or was it It would have to have been if A-Life was like the dunks without the check. Yeah. And then Gourmets, they had Jordans without the... They basically... It was mm. basically the original, like, you know, just yeah. the, just the framework of the uh, shoe without the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Savannah, we had a, uh, a store called The Stag Shop. It opened for years. It was a... Uh, that's where you can get your LRG, some Aku, some like really hard to find. Like, po- not just the regular polos, but like the yeah. polo with a Japanese flag, some, or some Brazil like, flag. Some like Dami, Dami yeah, Supply. Yeah, yeah, Like, it was that. But they knew their demographic. They knew it was in the South. So everything be like three or 4X. Yeah. So sometimes I was getting, it's a 5X shirt that's left. He's like, oh, it's streetwear, but it's but like, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's still Southern, like yeah, super yeah. Southern, baggy and shit. So I was like, oh, man, this is. So, you know, you went there, you like, 
That was one of the stores like, oh, you bought something from the stag show. You, you could have bought a hat, a little t-shirt, something. You buy something from the stag show. You walk around the mall with like a smile and like, yeah, nigga, I dropped. Did, do they have a, yeah. did they have their own bags? Uh-huh. So it's like you showing yeah, up with yeah, your bags. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Like I am. I don't here. think I don't think I don't think they had that. Um it was it, you probably just get your shirt and go home. I don't think I don't think there's any store that you that you had that you yeah. just, maybe because like up up here, they is a lot of people from New York, so it's just mm-hmm. like whatever we had in Gwinnett is like that's kind of like the stand. It'll be whatever whatever we had in there. You, they would just like oh, that summer they would just go to New York and get it because that's just, that's what that's what that's where they can go to a flagship store, mm-hmm. or whatever. So we got we basically just got a lot of like the leftovers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, shout out to my homeboy uh, AJ Bailey. He worked at the stack shop. Then he later worked at like a belt or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he was fly as guy. But um, yeah, but that was the era. Early early two thousands, the early to mid two thousands, just an era from music to fashion. It's like something I don't think you could really explain. Cause it was honestly, it was bad, but really, really good. I can't. It's it's really cause like I guess like going back to what I was originally talking about, like going back and listening to like all my my entire music collection. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just like really, really, really fucking weird. Especially that era when everybody tried to sound like Tyler. After it's like after our yeah. future came out, a lot like it was like so many people was trying to sound like Tyler, and it was bad. It was so bad because if you if you is is either you that or you just not it and trying to be that, and that was just so fuck. It was there's a lot of people who were cool that that sounded had like the spacey you know spacey chords da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. Some people did it and it was cool, and then but there were two there was like so many people who were like it's it's so awkward when you trying to listen to trying to listen to somebody. That's trying to be weird and cool at the same time. Like you just can't. Yeah, it that, doesn't work. Yeah, that you know, the whole, it doesn't work. Like I, I like a lot. I have a lot of it saved because it you know I, uh, you know of the time mm-hmm. you know that was cool. But it's just like going back and listening to it, it's like y- y'all niggas just sound awkward as fuck trying to be. It's like being a super weird as in. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading. Uh, I think it's a double XL. That's ranking like the top twenty five rappers under twenty five or some shit like that. Yeah. And so, something like top 30 under 30. It's one of them shits. And I remember they saying, like, sorry, currency, you just missed the cut. I was like, damn, currency's 30? Fuck, that's old. And I was like, as a young nigga, it's like, nah, the nigga about to be 30. I was like, oh, 30 still super young or whatever, right? Like, um, then they had Tyler on there as like the number 18th best t- rapper under 25. They, a little bit labeled him as like, oh, a horror rap, a horror core rap, yeah, and stuff like that. And as early, so I think that put me off the whole. Upside down crosses and shit. I don't know. This is the whole era of like, off. I just didn't get it. Like being so again, what my musical sense is coming from like New York drug rap, and then me also at the same time getting really into like southern, like really finally really getting into southern rap, like you know the trap, the trap era. Like so, Jeezy, Yo Gotti, Gucci, um, UGK to a certain extent. You feel me? Uh, Three Six Mafia, like that being really. Lupe Fiasco, super, super big Lupe Fiasco fan. Kanye, like, with that being my thing, that shit that our feature was doing was just so fucking weird. I was like, I don't see how y'all like this shit. I think the only, because I liked, like, I liked, I liked Domo Genesis, mm-hmm. but the only thing, I think the one thing that got me into Tyler is, like, a cute girl, a cute girl that was around was into, was into Tyler, so uh-huh. I was like... All right, let me check this out. It's always a woman, yeah. Because I mean, that's, I mean, that's music. I mean, I feel like that's really music in general. Like, the, what really, what really, for I, for most, I think for for most people, what really gets you into music is a woman mm-hmm. that's in the music that's putting you on to some other stuff. Yeah, 
if you're not, I guess if you're not the type of person to, you know, go out and discover music on your own, it's going to be like a woman being like, yo, I'm really, I'm really into this. Yeah. Like you never, you never heard of it. So it's like, all right, let me, let me um, see if I can develop a taste in this so I can talk about it to talk to you. Yeah. I remember, um, the whole reason I got into Lupe Fiasco, I was in Walmart again with my mom and I remember we was in the music, I was walking by. It's after 2007, I first got my first CD player in 2007 for Christmas. The first... Like a mini one or like the big one? Like a regular a oh, Philips man. CD player. Man, I don't I got, think I would have survived middle school if I, if I didn't have a CD player. Yeah. I would If I'm being real, I don't Yeah, <laughs> I got a, a two. I asked for two albums. I asked for Thug Motivation 101, which I got, and I got late late Kanye West Registration, which I got. Those the only two albums I asked for. I also got like Bow Wow Wanted and Jamie Foxx's Unpredictable. <laughs> Those, I mean, those are not bad. Yeah, albums. They're not bad. Albums. They're not bad. Albums. They're just like, bad. yo, it's such a. No, Jimmy Fox unpredictable. I was like, whoa. I listened to it like, all right, let me this get is this very sexual. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I was like, this is. This is yo. why like out of the out of like what I asked for. Why would you give me? This is actually kind of worse. Anything <laughs> yeah. that would have said, this is actually kind of. This worse. is whoa, whoa. This is this is so much. I was so corny. I used to like, put the album. You know, get a speaker. You know, get the, get, you got the headphones. I be on the phone with a girl late at night. Oh, let me play something for you. But unpredictable. Yeah, that sample flip was absolutely insane. Yeah, I put uh put the song I wanted on. Put the phone up to the speaker and you're hearing. Oh yeah, this what you know. That's what I want to do to you. And then, you know, he was like fucking thirteen, fourteen with no game. It was like, oh my god. Um, and Bible wants to to this day. I probably listened to the album maybe three times. Damn. I was like, yo, this is not what. I, this is not where I'm at in life. But um, but yeah, but yeah, I remember I was in Walmart. And I look, and we having a, it's passing by the music section. I looked, and I saw Lupe Fiasco's food and liquor, and the cover looked so cool. He had like robots and ninjas and robots and, and skateboards, nigga. Yeah, it's like all this shit. I was like, yo, this is this is weird. And I flipped it on the back, and I said, oh shit, this is the nigga that was on that Kanye West song. I think of the, the promotion for the guy, <laughs> the other nigga on like uh, Touch the Sky. Like, oh shit, that Lupe Fiasco nigga. Okay, cool. I like that verse. That verse is cool. Before I even really understood what the fuck he was talking about, I, I thought he just sounded like audibly. I think he was Lupin just still like, like Lupin the Third. Yeah. What does that mean? L- Lupe still like Lupin the Third. Uh, peach fuzz, full, peach fuzz buzz full beer on the verge. I slow it down like we're on the surf. Bottle shaped body like Mrs. Butterworth. Like, yo. I gotta stop lying like a mumba, but I'm not lying when laying on the beat. On God. Touche Lupe. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like it's still, this thing is rapping, this thing is rapping. Rappin'. And then I looked in the back, that's like it was executive produced by Jay-Z. So again, coming from my New York street rap thing, Jay-Z at one point in time, probably at that point in time was like my favorite rapper. Like he's Jay Z is my first favorite rapper, so I was like, oh, okay. this, this is right after this. Part, that's probably right after the Black Album. Black Album came out oh three. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's like a couple years. Yeah, it's after like the four Black years album. after the Black Album, so he's still firmly retired, and he got a song on there with Jay Z. Actually, at that time, it might have been Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. It might have been. Kingdom Come might have came out. It might have been the, soon this, afterwards. The single, the single, like, what's yeah. that? Show me what you got. Yeah, show me what you got. It's probably been. out. Man, that's some food. But boy. I think the Food and Liquor, I want to say Food and Liquor came out right before that because Jay Z still wasn't rapping. So I was like, oh, this nigga got Jay Z out of retirement yeah. for his album. And it's executive produced by Jay Z. I was like, oh, shit. I got to check this out. So I, my mom bought it for me. I actually never got the album. I just got, I got 80% of the songs that are on the album, put it that way. Nah, like I, I have to, I, I, technically I have the remix to, um, is it Just Might Fall? 
just might be okay. It just might be. I have the. Okay. It's weird because I have like a different. I have a different. It's the same song, mm-hmm. but I have a different version. No, no, no. Of that, that song. The album got leaked. Like I have the leak. I guess I got the leaked version. Yeah, the album got leaked. I want to say nine months before it's supposed to come out. Damn. That's the reason why I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurt me so on that because I. I've never gone back and listened to that album mm-hmm. since I saw that. Like I got like. Is if it's a thirteen album, uh, thirteen track album. Mm-hmm. I probably had nine of the songs. Yeah, so like, Hermes was on I was there. Like, All right, I don't, but you know. he say he li- essentially had to throw away his his whole first album, and then remake a whole album in nine months. So certain songs on there are supposed to be on there that aren't on there. That's people said the bootleg or the leak was better than his actual version of the album. And that album just Actually, I did like that. I did like the yeah. the version that I uh-huh. have hurt me so I do like the better than one. I I, yeah. I listened to that song specifically. I was like, mm-hmm. this is. I like the other version. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Diamond in the Back. He's like, yeah, this is, you know, in fact, he just posted maybe a couple weeks ago that um, Food and Liquor just went gold. Food and Liquor in the Cool just went gold. That's weird. Yeah, I don't but, understand that. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know how he didn't get his numbers, but he said Food and Liquor was downloaded 90 million times. That's what Lupe said. 90 million times around the world, that his, my my album got leaked. So, of course, he wouldn't do, like, big numbers his first week or whatever. Because he had all the hype in the world. Like, Jay-Z said he was the greatest rapper of the 21st century. Like, you're the... You're the best rapper out. Like you're right? the guy that yeah, you have this yeah, time. yeah, yeah. You are the one. You know he, he and Lupe talk about he's like 19 when he's rapping with Jay Z. Jay Z said, "Oh, you're nice," and talk about you know all this pressure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting sideways. Yeah, 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 Come yeah. On, yeah. So he was like, he 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 was that guy. In fact, he was said like, "Food and Liquor was his demo tape." He's like, he had never, he has in a rap group, and a rap group they didn't really work out. He could rap, he could freestyle, but like, you know, he was doing mixtapes and stuff, but like his actual first demo tape to get, kind of get signed was Food and Liquor. So that, and it's like, my, you know, that's, that's it. I couldn't imagine my first actual, I'm putting together an album in his Food and Liquor. You, you feel me? Like, that's, to me, that was crazy. And even, it's, he's done better work since then, but Food and Liquor is still such a great project. And you can still hear the hunger. He's young, and what he's rapping about, like American terrorists and shit. I had never heard no shit like that before in my life. Yeah, I, did you? Did, have you ever? Um, you know, like English class, you got to bring a priest of literature um, and a reader in the front. Of the, yeah, did, did, did you bring Lupe songs? Um, I we go in a lot to bring music because I teach. I always thought it was a cop out. Um, so we got to bring the like, actual like poetry, but music is poetry. Yeah. Whatever, but any that's chance what, that's the. I mean, it's a cop out, but it's like yeah. that's an easy grade for a yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on, but any chance I got to quote. Lupe, anything, any, I would find ways to put Lupe Fiasco lyrics in my papers. I was that, I was that kid. I was the pretentious one. I wasn't necessarily a rap snog. I like, I appreciate everything. Some shit like, uh, like Gucci, early Gucci stuff. Eh, I'm not really, I ain't really into. Probably around um, the movie. That's when I got into Gucci Man. I really only got into Gucci. Because it, I, never, I don't listen to Gucci, but I know exactly what. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I only yeah. about. I only got into Gucci because at that time I was hustling, but I wasn't like you know selling drugs. You know, in case anyone was listening, I wasn't doing that. But uh, I was selling candy and I was selling CDs in tenth grade. And I was making you know I would go uh, to Walmart and spend like fifty dollars on candy and get like two hundred and fifty pieces of candy. You were you selling drinks too? Uh, nah, I couldn't. Drink, man, drinks I was, is too hard to keep cold. So I'll get like. I, man, I still try to. I'll, I'll try to flip power. I'll try yeah. to flip power. I, you know, I guess the same. Mm-hmm. Just trying to flip power rating them snacks too. Mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, I'll go get Snickers, the variety pack Snickers, the big uh, Airheads Extreme, Sour Punch Straws, 
Twix. Thing with Twix, Twix you get like seventy eight for like eighteen dollars. Snickers you get like forty eight for twenty five dollars. So I was like, ah, all right, I'm gonna make my money back either way. But eighteen seventy seventy eight for eighteen, like this is such a good yeah. deal. So I would get the so I would get like uh the Snickers, but I also get the Twix. And I'll make sure I sell out the Snickers fast. I'm like, look, I still got these Twix left. It's only a dollar, and you get two. Yeah, my <laughs> my uh. At the time, I guess like when I was selling snacks, my sister's boyfriend, his dad, I think it's one of his parents worked for Frito-Lay, mm-hmm. so he would get the chips for free. Mm-hmm. So he would be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I guess, you know, because like, you know, yeah. you know I was trying to mess, my sister's boyfriend, like, all right, you know what I'm saying here? You know, help your brother out, get him some snacks or whatever. I was flipping, I was, I was flipping, whole bo- flipping whole boxes of chips. Sometimes sometimes he tried to fuck with me, but like, all right, so this, sell, you know, sell this bag of chips. I'm like, all right, I sold that, what's next? Mm. Like, all right, said, I remember one time he tried to get me to sell a pep, a, a, a pack of pepperidge from cookies. <laughs> a pack of it was like the like the, the horseman or the chessman uh-huh. tried to get me to sell a, a pack of chessman pepperidge from cookies. I think I did. I can't remember. I was, I was like I was like man, how the fuck am I supposed to sell? You know, just like a regular Walmart, yeah. whatever. Like how am I? How the fuck am I supposed to sell this in order to in order to um. I had to, I guess, like earn my way into the supply. Like I'm not just you know, snack game, like, like the rat game, like, 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 game. It's like for no reason. It's like trying to make a hard. It's like bro, um, like, you got a whole plug. You got a whole plug. You got a garage full of chips. Just fuck with me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like nah, you got to, you got to earn your way. It's like all right, fuck it. So I ended, up, I think I ended up selling it, and then after that, I could, I got, I got the, um, I got that, I got that nice supply. It was like all right, yeah. you, you, you know, you were free to lay, get the chips for like less than the cost that you would go to the store with. Fucking mm. flip. I think at the end, I probably, I think at the end, I don't think I even came out. I think at the end I had like twenty bucks maybe. So I bought like a, <laughs> I think I bought like some uh, some end of the year shit. You know, you know, end of the year activity. You gotta mm. pay like ten dollars for, it, and then like I bought like a dumbbell for like that summer. I think it was like junior year. I bought a dumb, I bought like a dumbbell because like I was like you know. I was like, yo, senior year, I'm gonna work out all. I'm gonna work out all fucking summer. I'm gonna do push-ups all summer. I can't remember. I came. I came out to school with a V-neck, like a one of them. Because mm. I, I was. I was doing. I was doing push-ups the whole. The whole mm. summer doing push-ups, lifting weights. So first day um, orientation. Orientation where you come back just to you know just to get your schedule and know where your class is at and all this stuff. Over like a over like a V-neck with my Philly fitted. And shorts, cause like I was, I was like, yeah, I, I probably, I probably even wore that, like, you know, because I, I was, I was even, cause I. But was, in your mind, you was that nigga. In my, in my mind, in I was my like, mind, you walk around big chest. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I'm doing. I was working out also. I was probably, uh-huh. I was probably you know, you still, you still, you know, doing, you know, hundred, two hundred pushups every day for the whole summer. You still gonna come out? Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying, working out all summer with the V neck, da 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 da. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. Awesome. For me, yeah, I was, you know, that I was making like a hundred, hundred. Fifteen hundred twenty dollars a week selling candy, and then um, cause I remember my mom gave me my first. She bought like she's bought like forty dollars for me to get my first little bit. I made like a hundred dollars. Gave her forty dollars back. Went to the store, got another forty dollars. Boom! I just put money up, and that's how I was uh like moving around. That's how I was able to like pay for stuff. Buy, so I made to buy my own clothes, buy food. Had my little. I started going on like little dates to the movies and stuff. Like, okay, I'm paying for. I wasn't even stuff doing like that. that. I think so, I, I think I, I, I think I just kept flipping, and then like I went to like the school store to like flirt with the teller or whatever. <laughs> like going to the store, cool store, school there every day just to flirt with her. Nah, I was I was I was getting uh, I was making so much. I'm doing so good off candy. My homeboy, like, hey, man, can you put me down? Like, all right, bet. So now I got him working for me. 
So I'm giving, you know, I'm buying the, I'm buying the can. Now I got two people selling it. It means I'm going to, if I go to Sam's on Sunday, I used to be by like Wednesday, Thursday, I'd be out. I had to go back again. And I might, I might have a little scragglers left on Friday. Now I'm going to Sam's on Sunday. By Tuesday, I'm sold out. So I'm like, Damn. Mom, I gotta go back. To, I gotta go back. To, I gotta go to Sam's the night, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No candy last me. Last me to Friday. So now I'm re-upping twice a week. So yeah, and I'm paying him like, oh yeah, here, here you go. Boom, I'm hitting them off for like eighty dollars a week. Here you go, dog. I'm keeping whatever's left over that. So now I'm making one hundred and forty. You making eighty? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing, you know. No, I was like, you couldn't tell. You couldn't. I, that's what I really got to listen to, like the trap music. I think I was doing. I, you know, you had a system, right? So, my joint was that people, other people are still sneaking. But at the end of the day, all this should be melted and be high, and nobody wanted. I would put all my candy and stuff in the freezer overnight, so it'd be like ice cold. So now I grab it in the morning, put it in my bag, and I'd be walking. So by the end of the day, it's still like it's only room temperature because it's been cold all morning. And I get so oh, it's cold. I'm like yeah, like you eat it like a candy bar, like ice, ice cream bar. You know, you eat it cold, you get it in the morning, but if you wait, you know you're gonna get you have a, you have it for later. People used to call me out of class. Like, oh, yeah, I just want three snickers. Like, all right, babe, here you go. Yeah, and then I got a laptop that same that same year for, like, Christmas and the internet. So I like, oh, and that laptop had a CD burner in it. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I went, like, Best Buy, or, like, Kmart or something, get me a little CDR, a CDRR, CDRW CDs. And I would sit there and i look up track lists for, like, new, uh, for new albums that was coming out. Like Paper Trail. I remember looking at the track list for Paper Trail. Now I'm going on LimeWire and I would just download those songs onto my onto Zoom, onto my uh my you know, Microsoft had the Zoom interface joint. Yeah. I would download it into those and then I would burn and then I would put those tracks in the right order from the for the album and I would burn them to the C D and so I had the albums like a week, two weeks before the albums even came out. And I sit there like oh one for three, two for five. So I was selling CDs too. And that's how I got in the Gucci mega like and then I was like I feel like I was the first person in my high school to discover that piff. Cause I was like, no one knew what the fuck that piff was. So I was just downloading oh, it yeah. and download the zip files. And then oh I got the oh I got good, new Gucci man shit. Here you go. Boom pack you know I'm like selling those. Man, T.I. Gucci made me so much goddamn money <laughs> at school. Like, no, legit. People thought I was legit selling drugs. It's like, damn, you for real? You like, get money. Like, DJ Drama, they're going to raid your crib. Like, what is he? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that is. And then people was, um, the comment asked me for, like, change. Like, yo, I got, you got change for 20? I'm like, yeah, I got you. So, um, you know, the drug, the actual drug dealers was coming to me because they need to break their break they bills down. Or whatever, I'm like yeah, here you go, boom, 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 boom. So I'm getting cool with niggas. Niggas seem to talk to certain people. And it's like, oh, you, you must be involved. It was, I was doing my thing, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm affiliated, but not affiliated. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm affiliated if with the needed, affiliates. You know what I'm saying? They needed to clean their money. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Change. You know yeah, and then niggas started hating. Then niggas started trying to take my, try to take my, try to take my trap. You know, that's why I'm really listening to like the Jay Z and, and Jeezy. Like listening, to like yo, these niggas out here trying to take you know my saying, shit you know over. Saying these niggas coming up from Maryland. Yeah, you know man. They trying to, under, they trying, <laughs> niggas trying to buy like muffins and shit. Now niggas getting Snickers and shit. Now they trying to sell them for fifty cent when I, I'm selling everything for a dollar. They trying to undercut my price, but you like, you ain't even making no profit off that. Dog. You, know what I'm you ain't, you know, what I'm saying you ain't even. Yeah, now and I, now just, everybody just, just hating. Yeah, now everybody's selling, and then now some lame niggas selling. And now the street because I was a foot, you know, I was I was one, I was big, I was a big swole dude, you know, but ain't nobody's messing with me, you know. I had my little squad, you know, ain't but ain't nobody's gonna fuck with me. I say that ain't nobody gonna fuck with me. But then other people started like trying to do the same thing, and then 
I ain't even saying I was like official, but I just you just wasn't about to. I'm bigging you. You ain't gonna try and fight me. Yeah. So other people tried to say now they getting bullied. Now niggas getting robbed. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna just stop. So I stopped, and then like yeah, two weeks later, they put like a whole hard ban on yeah. selling anything. They started because they did. They did do that eventually. Because like it was like um. Because like originally it was originally it was really just one dude doing it. It was my best friend. It was my best friend that was doing it. Um, but eventually they got to the point where it's like, yeah, we can't. You, y'all getting y'all getting too rowdy out here. Yeah, this dude was a little too much going on. Yeah, man, that was. Yeah, sophomore year. Sophomore year was my year, though. <laughs> like, not saying that was my. Mm. Cause I had glasses the year before, and I had like really really bad acne. I was on Accutane, so like my face was real dry, dried up. Like you used to call me Ashton, Ashy Lips Adams, Damn. cause like I couldn't keep no moisture in my face. Cause Accutane, for those who don't know, it's a thing for uh for like pimples and zits or whatever. But you had to actually go to, you gotta get approved for it first. You gotta get your blood blood work done once a month. That's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit. Shit make you depressed, make your bones. It wasn't um, Accutane. I think now I saw Accutane. Um, it's, it does something with your nose. They, I think they, re, they it was like a recently found out. Like oh, I guess everybody who grew up on Accutane, mm-hmm. somebody made a post. It's like, oh yeah. It, it, then it came out Accutane makes your nose slimmer. It's some shit like that. It's 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 some shit. And your bones are brittle. You you get depressed. You have. They say don't you can't have sex. If you have sex. Your baby will be born with like black teeth and missing eyelids and three limbs and it's a bunch of shit like it's shit like the the uh, the warning thing folded out. Was it like was, was it out. like skin cream slash birth control? Nah, it wasn't even a cream. It was a pill. Damn, you had to take it twice a day. You had to take it. Oh, you had to take it every twelve pill. hours. Damn, and it made your skin so sensitive. Like I couldn't be in direct sunlight because my skin would burn. That's part of the reason I didn't play football my freshman year. Okay, I couldn't be in direct sunlight because my skin would literally burn and I get super like I got super super dark, like. During that whole time, like I used to have to wear bucket hats. Damn, the, like the school got walking home, cause like my skin, like I can't, like I, like legit, I have a skin condition. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Like Michael, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was like my sophomore year off, oh, man. I was in, I was popular. I wasn't popular. I was known. Cause I was a freshman. I was on the varsity basketball team, so like everyone knew who I was. On a football team and a varsity basketball team. I didn't play football my freshman year, oh, okay. but I played. I was on a, a varsity basketball team. The number was like the number for the starters. team was like number three team in the state. We was picked to win state that year. So yeah, like everyone knew who I was. Like it was. It wasn't even like I could hide and just be low. I'm tall, so like I can't. Even, you know. I'm already noticeable by itself. And then, oh, you the nigga that's on the varsity basketball? Oh, oh okay. Now I was like, oh, man, all this attention. I ain't know what to deal with. It's it so much, right? My sophomore year, I uh, came back. First, you had to get contacts because my prescription on my glasses got so high. They said, we can't make – I used to wear goggles. They said, you can't – we can't literally – they don't make a goggle <laughs> – your prescription is too high for your guys. You were just like a huge nerd. Yeah. You're just a nerd in a big ass body. Yeah, exactly. Who like fucking anime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dog. So, yeah, so uh, they couldn't wait. So I had to get contacts. So I had to get contacts. I'm off of Accutane now. So my, my skin went from being like pimples and bumps and everything to like fucking smooth. Um, that summer, I played, fo- I played football now. So. I pretty much spent the whole summer. You know, you said going into your senior year, you did like 100, 200 pushups every day. I had foot. I had playing AAU basketball all summer. Then I had football practice, and then I had varsity basketball practice. I had basketball practice. So 
My day would start at 8 a.m. I have a practice, basketball from 8 to 12. Now, football practice from 2 to 7. I can't imagine doing that, doing that much shit. Bro. All summer. Why? I was like, why would you? Why are you doing that much shit, bro? <laughs> All summer, dog. I was on top. Did, did, did you just love sports or was it like your mom was like, yeah, you need to go out and do something? <laughs> no, nah, I love sports. I love uh, football was just natural. Like, I was naturally good at football. Basketball, I always loved basketball more because I had to work harder at it because it's like, okay, I can go out and play what, football. What position? Oh, you probably play center, right? Uh, for basketball, I played center forward. Um, well, I was always forward, like power forward, small forward. You know, I got, I was getting good, and then it's also at the same time my brother. Now we really starting to hang out now because I'm old enough to really be out there. You know, he kind of, he ain't got a, he can, I can hang out with him. He ain't gonna like, I ain't gonna tell if we out. He be having me out. I'm like 14 years old. We downtown Savannah at three in the morning and shit. Like, I'm like, why you come home three in the morning? Think you grown? Like, I was with Jamil. It's fine. <laughs> So yeah, so now I'm like I'm outside now. So I came back to school, and people was like, Ashton. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, clear, yeah. Like clear skin, yeah, no, it's clear, clear, clear skin, skin no, no glasses. No glasses. Oh yeah, so it's like Ashton. Like, oh, you cute now. Like, well, I wasn't cute before. I'm like, I ain't saying all that. So yeah, and then I was making money. Like, it's just all, sophomore year, just sophomore, perfect. Yeah, you, you were just you were like this per- the perfect like. Yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like that was like my I wouldn't say that's my senior year because like I dropped out of the band that year mm-hmm. and I also started driving halfway through the through the year. Yeah, like you guys like I got a car. I've been working out all summer. I got a car that year. Too. I, I'm actually I can actually go to the football games. I remember, man. Yeah, for it's like remember I was I don't want to say like I was like a suit. I probably was like a super like a super nerd. My entire high school career up until like the senior year because I was on the, I was in a band. Mm-hmm. I didn't really I didn't even hang, I didn't honestly I did not even hang out after school with anybody until like my senior year because I, I would always be just go home. It would be like first semester it first semester it'll be you know band football football season you know your marching band you go you know you play with the footballs you go as long as the football season yeah. and then you go you bet you're being a regular student but even then I would just go home and like go home and go to two dope boys or go home. Listening, listening, and discovering music. Mm-hmm. That was my. That was literally my entire life for like my first three years of high school. Of it's literally just like if it's not band season, then I'm going home and I'm finding music or making beats. Like literally, just like every day, come home. First thing I do was go to tutoboys.com, mm-hmm. see what see what new music is out, and then after that, I'll probably start making beats or whatever. And then senior year, senior year of high school. Um, I had it, you know, I could drive, I got to go to the football games, that's the first time, it was just like, you out there socially, you know what I'm saying, some girl trying to give you dome in the parking lot, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. it, was, I was just, yeah. it was just like, it was like, uh, whoa. Yeah, high school, <laughs> high school really just ramped up. No, yeah. I, was just like, I was just like, whoa, this, I could have been doing this shit this entire time, you know what mm. I'm saying, you go to the football game and somebody trying to, somebody trying to, you know, th- somebody trying to throw it at you, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. just because you got the football game, you got your shirt off, you look, you just, mm. you just a little bit swole. You get your shirt off. You paint it up. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. You get the you get the fitted on with your name with your name embroidered yeah, on. See, the that's back. that's the thing. I never really got your lane. You don't. Yeah, that's the thing. I was always on the field or on the court. Oh, nah, the, bro. So I always and even my senior, year, but I didn't play basketball. I played soccer. Me and Madrid, and I'm playing. Uh, joined a soccer team. We played soccer. So I was always like kind of playing sports. So actually. Going to high school events and going to the games is the thing I just completely it's, missed it may, out on. Maybe it's different because like I was in the band. The band's I mean, it was cool, but I completely regret it. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I could have I could have played I could have played on the bare minimum. I could have been JV just um, freshman. I could have I could have yeah. been a walk on bare minimum JV um, 
as a freshman because like the coach the coach saw me mm. and he tried to put me he was trying to keep the coach like that varsity the varsity coach was like trying to get me on a team yeah um as soon as like first literally like first day of, first day of school we saw how it was you know you playing whatever it's like first day of school coach was like yo what are you trying to do? <laughs> yeah, trying you to get, do the band or you trying to hype. play basketball? You can do both if you want to. It's mm-hmm. like I don't want to do both. I'm just going to do the band. I was, I was so, I was at the time. I was so in love with music. I was just like, mm-hmm. I love music. Like I was like, I, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine not doing music. I hated. Oh, I didn't hate the band. I like band. Um, shout out to my nigga DJ. You were he the band? To me. Yeah, I was in the band. Nigga, you was doing too many extracurriculars. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. I was a uh, DJ. DJ Smooth, Smooch. He's um, he was like. A trombone prodigy, yeah. like he'd be outside his house practicing. He was so good at it. He inspired me to get the trombone, so I started playing like the trombone in middle school. You know, I get to high school, and I like band. I like music, but then I saw like, oh, y'all love this shit. This is this. There's a difference. Like, there's levels to this. Y'all are too. You was, like you wasn't trying to do like all state none of that. Yeah, no. Now, I was no. like, I was like some. I was like, I think my junior year, I was like some fun percussionist of the year. I was like that. I was like that ass. Like I'm. I, I never went to. I never believed in myself to do mm-hmm. all state. I always thought. I never thought it was that good because in comparison, the people that I was, the people who were like a year, a year and up above me, mm-hmm. that like I, I went to school with like the number one pianist in the state. Mm-hmm. Like very, very, I went to school with very, very, very talented, prodigal type yeah. musicians. I didn't see myself on that level, so I never. You know, they they went home. They had. Marimbas and they had the xylophones yeah. in their house to go home and practice. I just the only time I played was in in a school. Mm. So like I did, I did, I was good enough. You know, I was still like you know top, you know top of the class, whatever. But I never believed in myself to be like you know go all state. You know, da 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 da. Yeah, like band in middle school, it was cool. I was like the the second chair in middle school. And we had a really small band, yeah. and we went out of town for like competitions and yeah, little, like little stuff. It was a cool shit. Yeah, little like little shit. Okay, just like the experience, or whatever, right? Like um, then I got to high school. And I was like, I was like, oh y'all love this shit. I was like, they were like talking about notes and like different. So like I knew the, like you know you, now I'm saying like, oh y'all don't y'all just don't know the notes for the trombone. Y'all know the notes for all the other sections and shit. Yeah, and y'all was, can really read yeah, music. Like, this shit. My, my eighth grade year, I wrote I wrote the drum part for for the march. Like you know mm-hmm. uh, every year like the it was called Snellville Days. You know, yeah. the, you know it's small town. You know a small yeah, town yeah. parade. I wrote the drum part for my eighth grade. Um, you know the eighth grade percussionist. Mm-hmm. I wrote the. I actually wrote the drum part that we marched to in my eighth grade year. So oh, walking wow. in, the, walking into my freshman year, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm the guy who wrote the." the mm. it, went, it went from like something like really basic, you know, yeah. like small town, country town stuff, to be like, "All right, um, what what song was that at the time? Drive slow." I did. I put. I put that. I put that into the drum part. Oh wow! So I was like, I was because so, I was, you know, you know yeah, like, yeah. I'm like a huge Kanye fan, so like to like the intro to Drive Slow, do 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 do, and there's like the drum, and then like the they play the um the drum part. So I thought I always thought that was like cool because like I guess like later on learning like Pharrell was like a huge band there. It's like all right, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying eighth grade, I was writing my drum. I was actually going. I was in the um they had like a back computer room. Like I actually had to write. The, I had to write the sheet. Mu- I had to write mm-hmm. by myself. I had to write the sheet music for. 
the drummer for the percussion. Yeah, yeah. So, like, going, in, going into the program, dr- actually drawing yeah, yeah, out the yeah. notes. Like, no, no. It was people in that band are legit, like, geniuses. Like, yeah. oh, like, y'all can see this shit. Y'all see music in a different way. Y'all can hear a song one time to go out and just gotta play it by ear. Oh, yeah. And then figure sight the, read, Like, yeah. literally sight reading. Man, yeah, sight fi- reading was a bitch. Yeah, then figure out, figuring out the notes on the fly. And, and like, a, a song comes out on Friday. By Monday, half the band already know and know the parts they playing. It's a, yeah. Shit was great. And I was sitting there just when, like. When, when we when we go to the competition, Competition sight reading would be a competition for the entire band, where it's like mm-hmm. everybody has like ten minutes. Everybody has ten minutes to learn this entire like this whole entire, entire like three minute piece of music. The entire band has ten mm-hmm. minutes to learn the entire thing, and it'll be like, all right, here, here's the percussion part. Can you do the bells? I was like, holy shit, you gotta you gotta sight you gotta sight learn a you sight sight learn a bell part in ten minutes, and you gotta play and be judged on it. Yeah, that shit, that shit used to be intense. Yeah, like, nah, that shit was like reading German. <laughs> yeah, was, this shit, I was like, it's like I like, like band, I like the trombone, but I don't love this. Yeah, but I I, I live for that. Yeah, and it was one girl. She had to be like a junior or senior, and she used to give me the hardest. Like she played trombone, she's giving me the hardest time. I think she was like ineligible or something to play, so she'd be on my ass. Like, come on, she'd be like, stay on beat, do this. I'm like, look. Like she, she gave me so much anxiety playing. Like I can't even like, like look. I get to the point, like I start to banter. Look, I don't want to do this. I don't want to play. Like everyone else is so much better. Like everyone so much better than me. And everyone knew I was a I was a freshman on, on varsity. So he was just like, yeah. So he used to call me superstar. Like come on, superstar. Like look, all right, you got at least play once a month. He he was cool. He's like, I give you B in the class. You just got if you show up the class, you play once a month. You know you. Do this, you do little stuff. But I used to bring my trombone and like leave it in the classroom or leave it in my coach's office. Like, yeah, coach, I'm trying, I'm trying to get this class so bad. But they, uh, my coach, they wouldn't let me out because one, they needed more um, trombone. This was like right at the beginning when bands kind of start. Like, I was in the last era of like great southern bands and a high school band was a thing. Yeah. Like, um, drum, you know, a drum line. Everyone's seen the movie Drumline, right? Drumline 2, someone was trying to shoot a Drumline 2 and they actually shot one of our band. Uh, that's the Savannah band, uh, Battle of the Bands. Someone came, had a camera, and they were like shooting footage of the Battle of the Bands for a drumline, for like the drum. It never came out, and eventually the drumline two that's out now, everyone knows, came out. But it was like that was a thing. Like it was so big. Bands would come from Florida, uh, Alabama, Mississippi. All people would come all over in the South to participate in our Battle of the Bands. Then we had another one called like the Fifth Quarter. Like it was two different Battle of the Bands going on in Savannah at one time. So it was like. High school band was a thing. Like it was a every every you know when you go to school you rep your school and it was like, oh yeah you got you got to show up for your school and and shout and scream and ah it was it was an era right it was an era and I was in the last bit of that like my freshman year was the last time we had like a really really big band but my senior year where band was still pretty decently sized and after that it slowly joined the down so like now you know bands aren't you know uh, I don't know if they're viewed the same way. Cause I don't know if people are like are into band, are into bands, or people are like playing high school band or things like that anymore. Uh, I think it depends on the talent. I mean, I've 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 went I've you know seen like different you know social medias. You see, they're still like you know, bands would get their moment. Yeah, my my band was different. My was more uh, core style. Mm-hmm. So we we hated y'all bands. Because <laughs> like, nah. like it, I was I, I can't even lie. I was indoctrin I was indoctrin into that. So mm-hmm. since you, I'm trying to be, uh, it's it's almost honest. It's almost like trauma. I have to like it's stuff that I have to release and realize. Hey, that was actually kind of fucked up. 
Because our band was like our band like going back going back and thinking like our band was like kind of like the people in our band were like kind of racist. Mm-hmm. So like most of the time, the reason why they hated those couple bands is like those are black bands. Yeah. So I didn't. Really, those are black bands playing black music. So I was just kind of it was it was I always thought it was it was always kind of weird to me to see those other bands and like they're like hating all those bands, but like always thinking that those type of bands were like trash and we were core style. And like some of the things that they would say, and some of the things that they would say to me, it was just like, oh wait, yeah, I have to like unpack and not mm-hmm. the way the way that I think about bands has to completely change because I try. I think I almost had to like compartmentalize and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I really just like, I really just want to be a part. I want to be a part of this band. I want to be cool with it. I want to be friends with everybody. These are the people that I see every day. Yeah. They're really good. They're, they're in the band. Like I want to, I want to be friends with them. So they'll put me on, you know, so I can play the snare next year. And then later on, I realize I'm like, yo, this is all, y'all are trash. Like all of y'all, all of y'all are trash people. So yeah. I, I have a different appreciation for like your style of band. Like I don't want to say Europe, but like, I think it's called your tra- traditional style. I have a new, I guess like recently had a, a real, um, a different appreciation for it. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of it is traditional and it's like, Deeply rooted in blackness, yeah. but coming up, I played core style, and the core style was like you know, some some like there's I, like I know all the, like the, prof- the the other professional like if you if you wanted to play like marching band and like yeah. professionally not in a college band like I knew all the I knew all like the Cavaliers mm-hmm. and I, like I knew about I knew about all of that other shit yeah it's like you know what I'm talking about is the marching is a high school marching band but like in the south in the deep south and like. In that era, especially the era after, you know, even before Drumline, but but Drumline was like the apex maybe, and then like post after that, it was just like that was the Drumline came out. I was like in elementary school, but um, I don't elementary or middle school, I think. Nah, uh, that would have been like because I remember drum. I remember me wanting to be in. I wanted to be a percussionist right after Drumline, and Drumline was like sixth grade. So I mean, it was either like yeah, Drumline was like summer, fifth or sixth It was grade. either like the summer after fifth grade or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, like, it, it was everybody. Was like everybody that. knew about Drumline by the time mm. by the time we're in sixth grade. Yeah, so it was yeah, but it, it was a marching band, but the the class band you had to do like concert band. Yeah, like, yeah, it was all it was a, yeah concert band, it was a jazz band. It was all these different and all these people they could do everything very very well, but it was also like you joined the band. To be in the stands on Friday night, like, the band was down there better. Like the bands would be battling during the middle of the game. So especially if your team was sorry, the bands having more fun going back and forth against each other. Then it was going, people paying more attention to what's going on in the stands than were paying attention to what's going on in the field. Nah, we were playing like, like Journey and shit. So we wasn't too Like we played the you played the work. All our stand, our stand music was like trash. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't until like the later years we would play like plenty. We would, like my senior, my junior year we play like Plenty Money or mm. like. Um, maybe like some other swag, like we learned swag surfing. Yeah, like actually the um, the guy who wrote the drum parts for Drumline was my drum instructor. Oh wow! For my last, the last year that I was there, my junior year, the guy who wrote the guy who wrote the part, um, he was he was our he was our drum. He 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 wrote he wrote a, he. I remember there was one time we went. You know we go to like the we go to competi- marching mm-hmm. band competitions and like we would always we had we had this one part that we had that was like yo if we go against some if we go against another drum line when we bring this shit out of our back pocket we would absolutely just fucking shit. Just, I'm talking like the drum you know like the yeah. that we that we would play like flawlessly like our like our drum line was always tight. 
Mm-hmm. Our drum line was always like they were always like next level skill level and like together like all the all the bases were in unison. None of that none of that messy shit. It was like everything sounded in unison and like super tight. So I remember one time we was at a competition and like the our like our like our captain he was very he was very like humble like he mm-hmm. like he didn't want to he was a he was big he was he was almost li- he was literally a boy scout like literally yeah. he was like a eagle scout uh-huh. trying to be you know whatever. So it was like, oh no, we're not gonna, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to do that. We need to, you know, what I'm saying, just stay focused. No, we're 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 above that. Da, 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 da. Then eventually, all right, we can do it one time. You would just like, the most in, the most insane like bass part you can possibly. It was like a bass solo, like the most impossible bass solo that you can possible possibly imagine, like split, and like all of a sudden it would just everybody just absolutely. Blow, it just absolutely blows. I can't remember. I, I'm trying to like compare. I'm not trying to compare it to anything else when it's like, you know, a, like a drum, a drum line solo, and then everybody out there is like goes completely crazy. It's like, all right, we can't, we just can't fuck with them. Like they, yeah. just, like they did their thing, and then we did our thing, and there's like, there's nothing that you can follow that up with. Yeah, yeah, nah, man, it was. Yeah, it's just, like it's it shit, like shit, shit gets like it, it gets it gets it gets intense with. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely era. Like you can still go to college off a of band scholarship. Like yeah. being being in a marching band was the thing. You know, my homeboy Gerald, he was the uh, the drum major. He was like the prodigy coming out of like high school. Like he was playing with the high he was playing with our high school band when he was still in uh, middle school. Damn, like yeah, his sister, shout out to Tiffany, she wrote. Um, you heard a uh, a cut friends before, right? Yeah, yeah she literally wrote. The music, the cut friends, where she was, the when she was in high school, mm-hmm. so the whole band could perform it, and she like did it all just by listening to the, you know, listening to the song. She wrote like, literally all the parts for all the, for every section for that song. They'll play, they'll play cut friends. I remember he's played ASAP by Ti, and like you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, shoulder lean. Like it was so, yeah. it, it was so much like, yeah, man, it was, it, it was definitely an era. It was like, yo, this is, it was a time like you. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I remember doing you know, like fifth quarter. Mims when Mims was that nigga. Oh, he yeah. came. He came out and performed. Really? Yeah, he came yeah, out performing. What's he doing at, in Savannah? Performing at our. That's how big our. Uh, th- I think was like the marching band competitions in Savannah were. Oh shit! Like in like Johnson, we always felt like the underdog school because we're we we are like a historically black high school. But Savannah High, they put on the fucking competition for one of them. So like. They always had the biggest, the biggest band, and Beach was the oldest uh, black high school in, in the state. So they had their alumni was so crazy. They had some people in their band. Johnson, we was over from Thunderbolt. We was like the forgotten school, so we always like just fighting for our respect. And like dude, one year we won this little run, but they was winning all the band competitions. Like, oh yeah, Johnson, Johnson. And then that basketball team was good. And it was right before our football team started getting good. So it's like everything was kind of hitting at the apex all at the and same then, time. And then you was right there in the center of all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was right there in the middle of like 2008 when I was just like, okay, the band is fucking crazy. Our football team went to state for the first time. We went from being, haven't won the game in three years to going to the state playoffs. Our basketball team is the number one, or uh, not our sophomore year, my freshman year. We just coming off our basketball team being like one of the ranked, one like the number three team in the state. Uh, we had played nationally ranked high school teams and stuff. Like it was. It was a time when yeah, I was I like, just, man, like going to high school imagine, was just like a everyday. Yeah, from, I can imagine just drown, like drowning in buns. That's <laughs> 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 like you, like you, it's like you're, like you're on top of like this. You're, it's like your high school being known, winning championship, winning games. Y'all have yeah. thirty years, like all, all being at the center of all of it. I can imagine. It is, but you living in the moment, so it's not yeah. like you know, you don't can't really appreciate it because you think, oh yeah, this is normal. 
And then slowly you think, like, oh, no, that wasn't normal. You know, you was actually there's this was actually a significant moment that you yeah, were, like you my were best, a part of in multiple Yeah, parts. literally two of my best friends in high school, one is the drum major and the other one's like the quarterback. So just like <laughs> yeah. So it was it was it was a time. It was a time. And it's only your sophomore year. And it's only <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> only my sophomore two, year. You got two where to go. And it's only my sophomore year. But I, I think this is a perfect way, perfect time to wrap it up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, appreciate y'all coming and listening to two dudes hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> this is episode 67. I walk down memory lane. Um, how does dread Indies? You can find us at 3 Pod <laughs> okay. on everywhere else. Yeah, you can find us at 3 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow Madrid at SpeedWagonX on Twitter and uh, X underscore Spain on Instagram. You can follow Sassy at the day don't follow just don't follow her just don't follow um go follow Shannon at the Z Brass Founder Stripes uh Josh where can I find you you can find me at I Know Jones everywhere and you can follow me Ashton at Ash underscore Duh underscore Stampede on Twitter A underscore Suntin everywhere else 3P Set is your favorite Bible podcast this has been a Noah's Good Production Noah's Good Production